Another episode of Grey Knockers is coming right now. I am Mike from Mad Raven Woodworks, and this ah, oh, sh- all right, <laughs> all right. I am Mike from Mad. All right, no, no, that ain't right. All right. Hey, I'm Mike from Mad Raven Woodworks, and I am Grey Knockers Nation. Bam! Not bad, right? Is this not what you've been waiting for? <laughs> Have you not been entertained? I'm Ryan from Mackinwood. I'm Steve from Green Creation. This is Nick from Goodwood Designs. This is Kevin from Tool Tech and more. This is KC with At Mangrove Designs. This is Scott with Edwards Workshop. I'm Donovan from The Beardless Man. This is Taylor Hubble from Hubble Woodshop. And I am. And I am. And I am. And I'm Green Knocker Nation. What's up, Grey Knocker Nation? Hey, episode 9 is here. We have a great guest. Mike from Mad Raven Woodworks is in the house. We'll talk to him in one second. He's already he's ready to go. I can see his face right now. He's just looking at me going, let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, so real quick, make sure that you subscribe to Grey Knockers on SoundCloud. Also, if you listen on iTunes and you like what you hear, five-star review helped us grain knocker nation out a lot so please give a review if you can follow us on instagram as well at grain knockers we do a lot of giveaways and we have a big one coming up i mean a big one yeah make sure you follow us on all those things and keep up to date at grain knockers and the grain knocker nation right now we're going to go to mike at mad raven woodworks he is a special person i like him a lot uh, he's in the middle of the country. I believe it's Columbia, Missouri. Is it Missouri or Missouri? How do you say it, Mike? It's it's Missouri. It is Missouri. It is, it is in fact, Missouri. Okay, because I've heard, I've seen and heard some things. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, well, some, people, some people around here call it Missouri. Nice. Well, welcome to Grain Knocker Nation, sir. Thank you so much for being a co-host today. We're going to talk a little bit about shop organization, how to set up a shop. Our conversations always kind of go right and left from topic and that's fine but uh why don't you start off by just telling gray knocker nation a little bit about mike are you full-time part-time what got you into it favorite starburst color all right uh well we'll start with my favorite starburst color is probably red that is a great choice you know there's never enough of them in the bag Mm -mm. and there's never ever there's all freaking yellows and oranges and nobody likes it anyway (laughs) Uh, yeah, so I'm Mike from Mad Raven Woodworks. I started woodworking about four years ago. I'm really not full-time. I'm really not part-time either. You might, I, I'm kind of part-time, but I, I, I like to call myself a hobbyist. Uh, I'm just, I'm pretty much totally in this for fun. You know, the second it stops being fun, it'll be the, probably the day I stop woodworking. I don't really see that ever uh, happening, though. We always manage to have a good time around here. Sometimes people put labels on full-time and part-time, and I understand why at, at times, but you yeah. know, I saw a video of yours on your timeline on Instagram and it said it was like a reflection of your 2016 work. Man, that's not work of a hobbyist. I mean, you, you're a skillful craftsman. Oh, thank you. I, um, really, I really spent my first three years really, really pushing myself and that came from not having many custom orders. And it was more of like all my time was just dedicated to watching YouTube and stuff like that and learning new techniques. I built it, you know, I would build what I wanted to build on my own time. A lot of times people kind of get stuck in this hole where uh, you're on these client builds and you build one thing and then three more people want, you know, like want the same thing. And all of a sudden you find yourself building a ton of cutting boards 
and you never really venture out of that, uh, uh, I guess that niche, you know, you kind of fall into a niche and you can't ever really get out of it because you're, you know, you're being successful in that. Well, uh, luckily for me, I was never successful. So <laughs> nobody, nobody ever wanted two of my things. So I never, I've never really built the same thing twice. Hang, I don't even know where I was going with this. What was I talking about? All right. Like full-time, uh, part-time. Yeah. I, I yeah. know what you're saying yeah, though. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah, I just. Yeah. The last episode I was talking with Amanda uh, from Rustic Duck Furniture and we were mm-hmm. talking about how frustrating it could be just to get order after order after order and make things that other people want to make or yeah. want you to make. And it can get frustrating at times, you know? Right. So it, it can, that's kind of like where the money's at, but if you're following like good business practices, that'd probably be, you know, what you do. And you would probably be involved. You'd probably be batching out a hundred things, thing, you know, same thing. I can never see myself doing that. I have to keep it new and fresh like every day otherwise yeah i was like i'll get bored of it i, I don't know i think i have like some attention disorder or something yeah i need, I need something to hold my interest i have that same attention deficit something order it's something like yeah that. i never paid attention long enough to hear the whole name yeah right exactly <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> all right so uh <laughs> you obviously have a ton of skill i mean that's proven in uh the pitcher's you put up, but the one thing that drew me to follow your page, I saw a video that you make. Your videos are pretty epic, and I wrote down a couple of the names of videos that uh, I saw of yours, and I was like, "This guy, like this guy, <laughs> is awesome." Like, well, like funny videos or like tutorials? No, like what? funny videos, like your funny okay. Instagram videos. Like one was "Tools Prove Beneficial Outside of Woodshop." Like that video was <laughs> hilarious. That instantly like caught my attention. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. You're yeah. using a chisel to shave your face. To shave my face, right? That was right. hilarious. And then there was wood shop time machine. I think that was you- all, yeah, that was all part of Shop News Tuesday. I stopped doing that because I just got too busy and I I couldn't. It was it became a this huge burden that I couldn't. I, I was like I was, I kept one upping the week before that and eventually it got to so much pressure that I was like all right I was like I got I can't do this anymore. I was like now I'm gonna do it whenever I feel like doing it. Well, it was yeah. really good. I really enjoyed those videos. Uh, and talking about your videos, it seems like you've kind of turned your videos into like this new show almost like the intro to your show woodshop wars is like a legit tv show intro like ah, thanks, thanks. no seriously I, I love it i think it's I've awesome heard, I've heard, I've, i know a lot of people have mixed feelings on that uh, i've gotten some pretty nasty comments on youtube about how cheesy it sounds but i'm like it's supposed to sound cheesy it's reality tv that's what reality tv is all about right it's cheesy I love it. And what for those who don't know, Thank like what what's the point? I know. Obviously, I know because I follow it and I watch and I'm waiting to see who won the spoon. I don't know who won the spoon yet. Oh, uh, well, right now, um, the spoon goes to uh, Steve from Pleasant Ranch. Oh, but uh, who did the uh, he did a raven feather inlay. It was really, really nice. It was a really classy looking spoon. But there's there's gonna be there's gonna be a, a little twist as a, you know all reality shows have twists right right uh, well this one I kind of accidentally like I didn't make it very clear the the two episodes prior to that 
like the winner was chosen in five days. But this one I gave like three weeks, but I didn't really make that clear enough. I just put in the description, uh, Steve from Pleasant Ranch and Steve from Grain Creations. I think you might know Steve from Grain Creations. I do. They were kind of neck and neck for a long time. And actually after like a week, uh, Steve from Grain Creations was in front and he thought that he won. So kind of to make everybody happy. I felt it would be fair to him. He's going to be going on to round two. So there's going to be two winners from that episode going on to round two. That's awesome. Uh, Okay, so for those who aren't following, you bastards, you should be, tell them what Woodshop Wars is all about. Woodshop Wars is all about, it's kind of the only uh, true woodworking reality TV show, I guess, at the moment that I know of. Um, it was an idea I had after watching, uh, Forged in Fire, but it was, ba- it was basically, it's kind of like a, a play off of Forged in Fire on the History Channel. It's basically four contestants from all over, uh, United States and Canada go head to head, uh, every week in a, like a playoff style competition to see who's the best maker, you know, kind of compete for bragging rights. And it starts off this season, it starts off with 24 contestants, eight go on to round two, and then two go on to round three where they there's eventually it's going to be a one V one in the end. Wow. And yeah, I'm looking pretty forward to it. It's, it's i uh, I'm not trying to benefit from it in any way. I'm just kind of doing this as uh, I feel the woodworking community needs this. And uh, I want this. I want people to be entertained. I, I didn't even necessarily want to host it. I just kind of had this idea, and I was like, hey, does anybody want to do this? I got this idea, and nobody stepped up. So I was like, all right. I was like, right, we're, we're going to do it. I'm going to do it. Gonna, <laughs> I'll take the hit. Uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of work coordinating with everybody every week. But uh, I wanted to get exposure for these, uh, you know, a lot of makers that I, I see these. I see it all the time, these people that don't have that many followers, but they got, like, some serious, serious skill. And I just want them to get their names out there because, you know, like I see a lot of these guys with 200 followers, they're way better than I am. And I'm like, man, you deserve to be at the top. And uh, that's kind of how it all unfolded. It was, it it was kind of a way to, you know, people to get exposure. uh, And that's really what it's all about exposure, I guess. That's awesome. You know, just kind of fun. It's it's very lighthearted. It's fun atmosphere. And, you know, I, I like to hear people brag, be like, "Oh man, I should beat you!" Like you, yeah. like that, that rubber band gun was garbage, stuff like that. <laughs> it's friendly it's, competition. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, uh, it's all friendly, you know. So the first stage of Woodshop Wars was the rubber band gun. The second stage with the contestants was the wooden spoon. Do you have? Uh, Wooden knives. Wooden knives. Oh, the wooden knives. You're right. Episode three was the spoons. Yeah. I apologize. The, the knives. The knives were pretty sick. Those they, things were. Awesome. They were sick. Yeah. And it like inlays in the blade and. Yeah, they were pretty. I mean, I mean, every and the the whole the whole concept was, uh, you know, I thought it'd be cool, but then I started getting these submissions in, and I, I would be super pumped to come home from work and open these boxes and i would look in there i'd be like oh my god i was like these people have so much talent i was like i could never make anything this nice like and i'm hosting it i should be better than everybody right right that's what you should do like that should be the secret part of the show like wow guys these four rubber band guns are super nice but look at this and pull out like an m16 rubber (laughs) band gun 
and just blow away <laughs> everybody. There's no All winner right. in this challenge because I'm awesome. No, I'm just <laughs> so uh, somebody t- dropped out of the knives episode, so I actually stepped in and just to give pe- people four to look at, and I stepped in and made a knife, but he couldn't compete with those other guys. So I go, oh man. It's insane. The talent in the maker community, uh, specifically on Instagram, because that's what I'm most familiar with. I always talk about Instagram. Uh, it, it is unbelievable. And it's so cool to see how everybody has a different style and everybody incorporates that into their work. I, I've been, I've just been really enjoying Woodchap Wars. I really like to see what these guys are putting out and women. We've had, we've had a girl on the show now. We've got a few more coming up too. And I've already seen some of their projects and they're freaking awesome. So is this something that you tell all the contestants you pre-select what their project's going to be? And based on the difficulty of the project, you give them a certain amount of time? Uh, yeah, I usually give them about like about a week and a half. Basically, you, you have like a week and a half to ship it. You know, I, it basically needs to be here on this day. And I do that be, mainly because um, like if, if an episode comes out on Thursday, I filmed it on Tuesday. You know, I don't have like all these episodes filmed two months in advance. And, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, hey, you need to get this done by this time because that's the day I'm filming. <laughs> so you <gotta> be here. <laughs> Luckily, everybody's done a really good job. Like everybody's been really punctual and everything's got here on time. And I couldn't ask for more. Okay, so um, can have you told anybody what episode four is going to entail of what the makers will make, or is it only like is that a surprise? Well, it was going to be a surprise, but I'll let it out right now. I can say that episode four, uh, which should you know if everything goes right, should be airing next, or well, I guess this um, Thursday is going to be beer caddies. Oh. Six pack- Six-pack beer caddies. Wow. I like uh, I that. I thought it's an interesting project because I've seen it done a lot of different ways. But, uh, you know, I've pick, I picked four very talented people, and uh, I know that they uh, – I've already seen them all, actually, and they're, they're freaking awesome. Without giving uh, it away, is there something that one of the four contestants did that you would have never thought would have been on a beer caddy and blew your mind? Uh, yeah. Okay, Actually, that's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. Okay, yeah, Stay uh, tuned. It's a pretty cool idea. It's a pretty cool idea. Okay, so Woodshop Wars is available. I mean, you always kind of tease it on your Instagram, which is at Raven, uh, Mad Raven Woodworks. But where can they find it? Is it on YouTube? It is on the Mad Raven Woodworks YouTube channel, and that is the only place. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it, it it's on YouTube, but it, it is really basically all Instagram makers at least for the first season the second season might include some youtube guys yeah i was like i'm kind of new to youtube so yeah i'm not a very good YouTuber. i don't have a whole lot of friends over there yet yeah <laughs> so there's a lot of haters on youtube man really yeah you know instagram is like generally like really nice people with positive uh you know things to say yeah it's and too nice give constructive criticism it's like on youtube they're like you're shit it's like oh thanks buddy yeah <laughs> I'll work on that. Thank you. Hey, Dave, have a nice day. Dave, <laughs> one, two, two, live in mama's basement. Have a good afternoon. All right. And so it's always funny. the guys that always criticize you are the ones that don't have any videos. So you like, can't like find ways to criticize them back. They're just like, you're like your shadow picture sucks. Cause they didn't even put up a real picture. It's just the <laughs> outline. 
Your no profile picture is garbage. Your correct grammar really is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back to every episode uh, we're recording, uh, going live on Instagram on Grey Knockers. We've been live for a little bit now. Some familiar faces I've seen stroll through saying hello. One of your contestants on uh, the rubber band ch- gun challenge, I think, uh, built by Nate, is on. He says, what's up? What's up? He says, what's up, Nate? He's a good dude. He's a good guy. So yeah. we like to join. We like to have Great Knocker Nation kind of join us in this conversation. If anyone comments something good, we can discuss it and throw them into the conversation. But today, we're going to talk a little bit because I saw that you just moved all of your stuff into a new place. And whenever you move all of your stuff into a new place, it's kind of a lot of fun because it's new and it's like kind of like a new girlfriend or boyfriend if you're a chick. It's like, I want to just explore. I want to make it the way I want it. But it's also like halfway in when stuff (laughs) starts not working, you're like, son of a... So we're going to talk a little bit about shop placement and organization right on right on something yeah i got a lot to say about this all right so in your experience because you just went yeah. through this right how long ago did you do this yeah, like two man, months you're, ago you're uh this was what that was like four months ago I, th- I think it was in like may i think something like that yeah probably mid-may after i graduated you you are dead on it is awesome and it's awful at the same time it's kind of a lot you know it's kind of it's kind of overwhelming whenever after you've done this for a bunch of years and you've collected so much random crap. Did you find yourself throwing stuff away? Like not at all. No, you not kept. At all. It. Are you a clown? nothing? I kept it all. This is all there. I added stuff. I didn't. didn't <laughs> anyway, it's like I had three times the space that I had. I had like a little twelve by twenty shed, which is like I think a little smaller than like a standard one car garage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, fit you know, fitting everything in there. That was uh, that was a true feat. If you walked in there, you'd be like, oh, "How do you? How is this possible?" But here, yeah, it's about three three times bigger. It's probably about the size of a three car garage. Man, it, it's been fantastic. But like the worst the worst part of moving is whenever you you get everything into the shop space and you need to do all this stuff. Like you need to build a workbench. You got no workbench. So like before you get your workbench, you know, that makes like you can't do, you know, it's hard. You have to build stuff on the ground and stuff. It's like it makes you appreciate a shop because a shop's set up for efficiency. It's hard at first. And then the more you do, it's like you get your workbench set up. All right. Well, then that makes everything else easier after that. And then once you get the next thing set up, that makes the next thing easier. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Okay, so there's a lot of people commenting. I, I, I missed who said it first. It might have been Nick Keys. Uh, he's on here. He says hello. He wants to know about a toilet in your shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is thanks, like an inside thanks, joke or. Thanks for bringing that up, Nick. <laughs> he is right. The toilet is an intricate part of you know that it is really at the heart of the shop. <laughs> it's what it's what makes this shop different than the shop down the street. And uh, I have a toilet in the corner. Um, no sink or anything. No, it's not a bathroom. It's, there's no walls. It's just a toilet in the corner. Well, I mean, right, right next to the water softener, just that, boom, <laughs> toilet. Uh, you know what? That could be like your shop mascot. Of yeah, some, and it's you know? getting pretty nasty because I don't use it very often, 
and I don't clean it at all. Yeah, you know, and I leave the toilet seat up because my dog drinks out of it. Oh. So it's it's it could use some love and care right now, but uh, I've been neglecting it. So <laughs> so when you bring all your your shop from your you know just under one car garage shed and you bring it into a full basement, which you said is double your size. When anybody triple, when triple, anybody oh. is setting up their shop. It's kind of unique and individualized, as we were talking about earlier. Like, everybody kind of has their own thing. But I think for me, and tell me if you agree or not, I think there was two things that I wanted to install right away. And that was ample power, right? I mean, is that one <laughs> yeah, that you agree with? That, that would be, yeah, that would be something. Uh, I'm renting a house right now, so I can't do a whole lot of the things I want. The floor is awful and the electrical is awful and like i tripped the breaker like 15 times on a six hour day like really bad like when i've got into my my house my new house the garage had two outlets and like a light and i was yeah sounds like a normal garage right exactly so i put like a sub panel in i got 220 in now i have 32 outlets with two 220 outlets uh for the bigger machines and that for me i I needed like that's nice i always wish i had it you need to get a 220 i hey if this was my house there would there would already be one in here all right so power for me would be the most important thing like even before i bring everything in like power for me so what would what would be for you like what do you think you know there's also a lot to be said for painting your walls white Hmm. that's something that's kind of overlooked and something that I found is extremely helpful that it, whether, you know, whether it's a small shop or big shop, it doesn't matter. White paint makes everything brighter. It like reflects more light. And uh, if you have a dark floor, you might want to paint that white too. Cause like the white, the, having white paint on the floors and the ceiling makes a huge, or on the floors, walls and ceiling. If you have a ceiling, <laughs> I have freaking open rafters above me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that makes a huge difference, man. Like, have you ever worked in a dark shaft? It was like the walls just like absorb all the light. You can't, it feels like you can't see anything. And when you try to take pictures, it looks like crap. That's a great point, man. I never even yeah. would have thought about paint. Like painting. I, the- think, I was like, I think paint is kind of overlooked a lot of times when people are setting up their shop. Cause yeah, I, I, yeah, it's like whenever my dad and I built the shed that I, you, my old workshop that I used to work in, uh, we put white pegboard walls up and it made that thing like, it felt like it was three times brighter after we did that. Yeah. And that, you know, that helped make all the pictures better and, and Instagram and the stuff that we do. Pictures are everything because it's all visual. Yep. But yeah. electrical's really important too. Okay. So Dude. let's, let's get back into it. We do, we did um, painting the walls and like lighting and power. Yeah. I think what I was going to say for the third thing after the uh, lighting and uh, painting the walls, because that was a great one, by the way, was dust collection and air filtration. Maybe combo that together. Ah, yeah. That's something I've been working on here. That's I kind of had a scare at my old house, uh, my old shop, and it kind of made me think twice about dust collection. I think I sprayed some like bug poison or something on my lumber stack at one point, not thinking that that would be a problem and uh it was actually a stack of rough sawn cherry and i think i sprayed bug bug poison on it and i was joining it one night within five minutes of joining it i started to 
I, I started to cough. And then about a, you know, a couple minutes of that, I started coughing really heavily. And I think it, within five minutes of me starting to cough, I was starting to go hoarse. And then uh, within 10 minutes, I almost couldn't breathe. And it was a super, super scary situation. So I, I was apparently allergic to something, whether it was cherry. I've kind of been too afraid to work with it ever since then. Well, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of just sitting in the corner over there. Um, <laughs> Staring but, at you. Or, or if it was bugs, you know, some kind of pet, pesticide or something on it. Um, but, yeah, man, it if you breathe in the wrong thing, it can be emergency room in a half hour or less. You know, like it, it's bad news. So, yeah, I've kind of stepped it up here. Where would you put your air filtration system? I know on mine I put it above kind of above but close to other things it's like above my work table it's kind of where it is i don't know if that's a good place or not um yeah i think that's probably that's probably the best place to have it because that's probably where your sanding happens i would assume right so yeah i was like in my opinion wherever you sand that's probably top priority because that dust is just it seemed i think I don't know. I'm not a scientist. (laughs) This is all just like personal assumptions. So, you know, take it for a grain of salt. I was like, I figured this, the, you know, the stuff that really messes you up is probably the finest stuff. And that's probably from sanding like 220 grit and stuff like that. That's probably what really screws you up. So for me in my shop, I have two air filtration systems. I have one that's by my, uh, where I sand my work on my assembly table I also have one that is basically directly over my joiner and table saw. Nice. Because like I feel like, I was like I feel like the miter saw and the bandsaw, they don't well, the bandsaw probably should have it. So I don't know. You can only have two, so you gotta <laughs> you gotta pick your poison. That's where I got mine. They're kinda at the opposite ends of the shop and they're pointed different directions. So in theory, it would be creating this whirlwind around the outside of my shop, kind of blowing it around in a circle. Yeah. Like a big circle around the wall. So I was like, yeah, I was like, in theory, it, uh, I think that that should do a pretty good job of catching it all. Yeah, so. cedar or um, wooden steel said commented on our live. Uh, cedar dust is rough on me, and I think cedar dust is rough. I mean, if yeah, it is. especially yeah, I was like, on the bandsaw, it's pretty, it's pretty rough. Yeah, you got the wheels flinging it all over, and it's up in the air. It's yeah. I know cedar kind of bothers me too. You know, you know what gets me every time, kind of like a high school sweetheart, is when I'm sanding walnut because I like the way it smells so much that I like, <laughs> yeah. I like take my mask off and I look around to see if my, you know, my wife is wa- watching me work or someone else, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, it's bad, but it's just so good. Does there a sm- does walnut do that to you, or am I just whack? Uh, not, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that your guilty pleasure? It is. is. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I really don't like the smell of oak. Um, it, you know, I feel like it smells like manure. Whenever you cut into it, it kind of smells like an old barn. Yeah, like cows have been there for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, it's. Oh, yeah. it's uh, it does smell bad, and it doesn't matter if it's red oak or white oak. It's yeah. It's like have you no, have you noticed that, or am I the only one? It smells like cow crap. It's kind of crappy. All right, so we've done a couple different things. Painting the walls helps 
when you're setting up your shop? Mm. Safety as far as dust control goes? Yeah, safety. That's something we need to work on over here. <laughs> <laughs> Lighting and power. Lighting. That's 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 huge. Lighting is huge. Now let's talk about let's talk about when we're actually bringing machines up. Do you go big to little or is there any what do you mean? Like what order you set them up? Yeah, like is there a is there a specific order that should make sense? Or if someone's never set up a shop before and is setting it up, what advice would you give them? Or or would you have to know more about what they make and how they make it in order to let? Hear? Well, are you saying like if you were to buy, or if you were like moving shops and moving into a different one, or if you were like saying buying like big tools in order, like well, uh, like let's, what? What big tool would I buy first, or something? You know, no, like, like if let's just say you have a table saw, you have most. I would say most people don't have a joiner, but a lot of people on on the Instagram do. Yeah. Uh, like a miter station, if you need it or not. I I'm finding more and more that people don't need the miter station, and they're not yeah. setting it up. It, miter stations are very, they're awesome. They're very glamorous. They look cool. They look impressive. I'm finding the more and more, I, you know, I always said I was going to make a really nice miter station someday, and I never have. And the longer I wait, the less I feel like I need to. It's like right now I'm just dealing with a miter saw on a small stand, and I have two cheap Harbor Freight roller stands on either side, and that gets the job done. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are saying it, that on Instagram. It They're probably just saying, depends on what you're making too. So yeah, yeah, it depends on your assembly line, you know, of what you make and the yeah. order. You're if you're going from miter to table to joiner or whatever. I think typically you would cut a piece and then rip it through a table saw and then maybe join it. But uh, everybody makes different stuff, so it's kind of hard to say what you should do. But I would. My suggestion would be if you want a miter station, think of the most ideal spot. Make sure that you can hook up your miter to your dust collection somehow, like mm -hmm. running running the tube behind your station or in the cabinetry underneath or along the floor. I know on mine, I actually have like my rigid shop vac underneath it in a cabinet yeah. and just run That's the hose nice. up. Yeah. But for uh, yeah. me, in a two-car garage, I need that. Like I have cabinets and then my miter stations like on top of the cabinets and then above it's pegboard where I all my stuff hang. Pegboard's awesome. That's a that's good stuff. It's for so eighties though, isn't it? What? Isn't pegboard kind of eighties? Like I feel bad like going <laughs> I always like put my hat down <laughs> a little lower. Style? Yeah. Pegboard what? they need to change up the color or something, not just the brown <laughs> and white. You you got white pegboard? I got white pegboard. Pegboard's Pegboard's a shit. I love pegboard. I just use pegboard for a Nerf gun wall in my son's room, and it's awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. I did, I did see that. That was cool. It turned out pretty sweet. Did you post that on Instagram? I might have saw somebody else. I no, think. that was all me. If they did, they're yeah. copying me. Yeah, I was like, that was cool. I was like, man, I'm going to do that for my kids someday. Awesome. <laughs> hey, start having kids, man. It's it's awesome. <laughs> Can't afford it. Have Mad Raven Woolworks isn't successful enough to have <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah. I honestly think, <laughs> I honestly think though, your if you keep posting videos like this, uh, woodshop wars. If someone doesn't see that and appreciate it, they're doing it wrong. Like I, just the intro. I, sh you know how wives are, girlfriends. 
you like everything you show them that you think is awesome. They're like, you're an idiot. Okay. That's what my wife says to me at least. So I'm like, dude, look at this. This is hilarious. And she actually chuckled. So you got to chuckle from the impossible. All I need is one fan. That's all I need to keep going. Okay. So someone made a comment. Uh, I'm going back to look at these comments real quick. All right. Let's hear it. Built by Nate said, got to have everything on wheels. That's, yeah. That's, well, uh, yeah. I wish I had everything on wheels, but casters cost so much, man. They do. That's like, like when you buy four nice casters, you're already up to like thirty bucks. Right. We're like reading ramen noodles over here. We can't afford thirty dollars table. Hey. In college I had um me and my roommate developed a fourteen page recipe book <laughs> of how to make chicken ramen noodles differently. <laughs> it was awesome. Never got published. It it's the only ramen noodles I eat. Yep, you can get frozen chicken, chicken, dice it up, put it in there, a little basil. Looks like it's straight the spi- from the restaurant. The spicy chicken ones are the best, but they only sell those like in singles that I've seen. All right, so I don't know because I can't read. I'm dyslexic, and I can't spell either. It's either Whittier or Whitier uh, Woodwork says, Woodshop Wars is awesome. Woodshop Wars is not. Ramiro, he's a, he's a good guy. He made one of the knives. Oh, he did? He a, yeah, he had a Sweden knife. Well, he of course he thinks it's he awesome. <laughs> okay, so Nick Keyes said Woodshop Wars is better than most shows on TV. Oh, that's quite a compliment. Coming from Mr. Apron himself. I got a, I got a, I got an Atlas 46 vest. It's not an apron, but I, I feel like I feel like I'm I, I'm I'm like a Nick wannabe now, because uh, yeah, I was like I got I wear the apron around the shop all the time. I've come to really enjoy it. But yeah, man, he pulls off that apron. Almost too good. You know, like, almost to the point where it makes everybody, like, jealous where they don't like him. You know? Like, that's how that's how well he Man, he is so awesome. He sucks. Keep it up. Jericho Holmes, Woodshop Wars is fantastic. I'm a big Mike's biggest fan. He is so handsome. That's from Rapstar86. That's my brother. He's trying to make me look like an idiot. Oh. Hi, That's brother. Classic Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when someone's setting up their shop, what else? What else? What advice can we give them? I mean, I like the lighting. I like painting the walls because that's something I've never heard. Uh, I um, I work in a basement shop, and I had a big problem with the fact that dust would be getting into my utilities, like you know, like uh, water heater and AC, and or, you know, uh, the furnace and stuff. So I actually put. There's plastic sheeting that you can buy, and it is dirt cheap. Like you don't have to build a wall to enclose an area in your shop. Like if you buy the like construction sheeting, I think that was ten foot tall by twenty five feet long, uh, and I hang that from the ceiling. I think that was only like fifteen dollars on Amazon, and uh, I've kind of been able to section off this like my finishing area where I do all my sanding and stuff. You know, where all the bad stuff really is getting out. The stuff that could, you know, probably most or is most likely to go upstairs. Yeah, I think plastic sheeting and making like, well, you know, I guess not everybody has the room to divide their uh, shop up. But yeah, I've kind of created this little finishing room in this corner uh, where you could, yeah, it's like you could do finishing room. The fumes might not. That's always something I've been afraid of too. Is like working next to an open flame, like in the water heater, is like. Yeah, you know, I'm, is the polyurethane fumes going to just blow this place up or what? You know? Have you ever been worried about that? Oh, yeah. I, You know, I've heard stories of, like, uh, floor finishers 
they go into a house and they put polyurethane on the floors. And uh, then, like, somebody comes home and they turn on a light switch and, you know, the spark from the light switch, like, blows up the whole house. Wow. Like, I've always been terrified that that's going to happen, but I never heard it actually happen to anybody. <laughs> Maybe because nobody lived to tell about it. I don't know. Maybe you just need to put an exhaust fan out of your, like, basement window. Just yeah, get those fumes good, out. Yeah. But it's I'm... air conditioning in here and it feels so good. Oh, you got air in your basement? Yeah, man. Wow. Like... Yeah, I came from a shed where, yeah, I was like in the summer it was 110 degrees, and in the winter it was 15. Wait a minute. Let's go so, back here. Wait one second, mister. You just okay. said you ate ramen noodles every day, and you got AC in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I mean ramen noodles, because our freaking electric bill is like freaking <laughs> 250 bucks every month, man. It's insane. It's insane. God you know, forbid I don't have that AC on, though. Man. I'm spoiled. I get cold. Maybe something you don't deal with because you don't have kids in the house, but <laughs> you do have a significant other in the house, I would imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the fumes, getting back to the fumes. I wonder how you can kind of control that better because I have a one-year-old and an eight-year-old in my house, and I try to use a lot of, like, water-borne, like, water-based yeah, finishes. I've kind of switched to the, you know, I've kind of been trying to use more polycrylic and stuff like that as yeah. opposed to the oil base because yeah, it was like the yeah, like the fumes aren't nearly nearly as bad as the oil base. Yeah, I'm I'm really afraid I'm gonna blow this place up one day. It's gonna be like all of a sudden there's gonna be no more Instagram posts. It's gonna be like what happened to Mike? Mike blew himself up. <laughs> everybody everybody saw it coming, but he didn't learn his lesson, so he's gone. I will remember you. <laughs> I just right. sprayed um this outdoor patio table or uh, it's an outdoor it's hard to explain. This lady gave me a bunch of boards from her barn, family barn like 400 miles away and she's like, "Can you make a table out of this?" I'm like, okay. Hey, <laughs> I've got that call a few times. Yeah, I know um, I know that call. I know that. She, and you know I I don't like saying no, but I sprayed um some sparurethane on there. Well, if you've ever used sparurethane before, you know that that will give you a headache really fast. At least yeah, I've heard that. I never have, people. but I have heard that. So I spray it, you know, and uh, wife and kids get home and they're just like, you know, you just constantly hear, when is that thing leaving? Because it just reeks, and my garage is attached to my house, so right. I might actually go get that plastic you were talking about and put it on the entryway from the garage to the house just to try to keep the fumes out. Yeah, that stuff's dirt cheap, man. It's good. It's good investment. It's good stuff to have. So but yeah, let's like, see. Let's see on Instagram what any, anyone else has come up with. Oh, one right. guy says if you have AC, you can afford kids. I have AC. I, can afford <laughs> I thought every basement had air conditioning. That's it's the ductwork runs through there. They just put a vent on it, and you can just. Close it or open it. Okay. Well, here here's another thing. Uh, obviously, everyone with kids is commenting on this. Drop kick all your kids' toys that get in your way. That's one thing for the shop. Uh, <laughs> that was from um, Sacred Cinder. And then <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something she'd say. Built by Nate says I kicked all of the kids' stuff, cars, and lawn equipment out. Kids are mad about the bikes. <laughs> <laughs> You can ride that bike with a wet seat. Get over it. <laughs> right. Get over it. Oh, here's a good point. Where did I, I just saw it? Um, one of my biggest concerns is forgetting about stains or finish rags in the trash. 
because that is a big deal. If you're using like an oil-based stain and you just throw the rag somewhere, yeah. I mean, that's fumey. It gets fumey. It is, yeah. My trash can right now smells pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's, like, it's like half full of stain rags right yeah. now. I really need to change it. How often do you go through rags? Because you said it's a hobby, so if you made, let's say, a project a week, I don't know if that's what you average or not, but... Uh, yeah, that's a... I mean, these days, it's about what I'm averaging, probably. So, I just find myself always at the store buying, like, a 40-pack of uh, terry cloth rags. Do you always buy rags? I have bought rags, uh, but more often than not, I use old t-shirts. Nice. Uh, like, I'll, yeah, I was like, I'll... Cl- if I run out of rags, I'll likely clean out my closet. <laughs> like that's the reason I clean out my closet. And you know, if like I find something that's like kind of too ratty to go to the Goodwill or something, I was like, all right, we got new stain rags. There we go. And uh, I usually cut like a T-shirt up into eight pieces and then use that, or, or four in the front, four in the back, and then the two sleeves. That makes my ten stain rags. Yeah, I. I did the same thing with shirts, and then she, my wife, would yell at me for coming home from, uh, you know, wherever, Kohl's, Walmart, Target, <laughs> with, uh, with uh, more undershirts. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Uh, nothing." And then what really pissed her off is when I started cutting up her shirts. Oh my god, <laughs> she hated that. Well, I was <laughs> like, "Well, she probably does have more shirts that she doesn't wear than you do." If she's anything like my girlfriend, yeah, like four times more than I do, but she never wears any of them. Okay, so we do have uh, <laughs> a question. I believe it's from your brother. He says, oh. ask him about the times he and his old roommate used to ghost hunt or used to be ghost hunters. <laughs> Is this a true story? That's that's a, that's a somewhat true. <laughs> We lit. All right, we were. This was in our early college years. We um, we were pretty dumb. We were pretty bored. And one night, well, well, we had decided that this house that we were living in together, it was haunted, right? And uh, so one night we started drinking, and we decided it would be a good idea to go ghost hunting under the influence. And we made a we made a ghost hunting video, like kind of mimicking ghost adventures from the Travel Channel as a. Is there yeah. any way that you can post that to your YouTube? I, uh, I there is a way. I have that video. It's safely <laughs> and securely on my hard drive. Or how about this? Uh, how about this? You don't have to post the whole video. Take the <laughs> an epic clip from it and put it in the intro of Woodshop Wars. Come on, that would be okay. that would be. I, I, okay, I'll think about that. I'll think about it. The, the video really wasn't bad. It was it was bad quality, but it was actually pretty good. Well, I, I can't you, hardly, I can't hardly remember it. That was that was a long time ago. I think you got something really good with Woodshop Wars. Um, the intro itself just draws you in. You're so creative in the way that you produce your stuff. You're just a talented dude. Like you're just a talented, funny dude that has like the ability to take a vision and an idea and like make it happen. And most people, most people don't do that. They're too afraid. You know, you just graduated college not too long ago. Uh, this isn't full time for you. So for you to be able to invest with very little return, you know. You're not getting a lot from yeah. this. For you to be able to do that is very cool, man. So uh, yeah. thank you for giving it like back to the community and entertaining us because you're funny. 
Like you're funny. Yeah, thank you for saying that, man. I really appreciate that because you're right. There isn't much in re- you don't get much in return for what I'm doing right now. It's like I'm not getting paid by anybody. It's like there are no sponsors of the show. So you know, sometimes it's it's a little more work than you'd think it is. Kind of coordinating with everybody in the times and stuff, and you have a full time job. that's you know, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to deal with. And there's days where you're like, man, I was like. Ah, this is totally the last season because I can't do this again. But then there's days where, you know, uh, like you get a comment or something and I'm like, yeah, so I was like, and then you kind of remember why you started it in the first place. Yeah. Granted, I started it when I didn't have a job and I had a ton of free time. I was like, ah, yeah, this would be great. And uh, I really wish, I was like, I really wish I would have more free time because I could make the production a lot better. And, uh, you know, I'd have some better ideas, but I, I just don't have a whole lot of time to think about it right now. And it really makes me mad because I really wish I would. I really uh, I feel strongly about the show and the idea and the concept and everything. It's just uh, I wish I had more to put in it right now. But but, right, you know, right now I'm really giving it all I got and uh, seeing where it goes. Well, it really shows, man. I can't wait to, you know, see the next round of makers. And you said they were going to be making, you said earlier what they were going to be making. What what was it again? Uh, next episode will be beer caddies. Beer Six cat, pack beer right. caddies. That's right. That Six is going to be sweet. Can't wait for yeah. that one. Um, so in previous episodes, I asked guests yes or no questions. Okay. Now I've switched it because it's kind of like a new grain knockers, you know. With Amanda from Rustic Duck came up with um, Would You Rather. So I'll ask you. You can ask me. I'll ask wow. you again, and then you ask me again, okay? Wait, okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So you're going to ask me what I rather, and then would, and I'm going to ask you Would You Rather? Yeah. Okay, so, okay, I got it, I got it. I so got it. Bat, go. it's just two each, okay? Okay. Okay. And then I, I always ask one yes or no question. I'll ask that first, okay? So my one yes or no question is, Chicago pizza is better than New York pizza. Yes or no? No. We're done New here. York better. We are done and here. I say that just just because I hate Chicago so much. You hate Chicago? It has nothing to do with pizza. This is totally geographic. Wait, why do you hate? I'm, I'm Chicago. No way. Well... You're about to witness hey, the backstab. No. <laughs> I grew up a proud St. Louis citizen. Oh, so you just hate the Cubs and the Bears. What about the Actually, White? You don't have anything against the White a, Sox, do you? Do you have anything against the White Sox? No, nobody's got anything against the White Sox. <laughs> 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 you a White Sox fan? Yes, I am. We yeah. only have the we're tied for the with the Yankees Chicago is the best playoff record me. ever. Chicago people are mean. Really? They uh, Oh yeah, I went to school at uh in Southern Illinois. I'm I, I was from so- Southern Illinois. Chicago people are really mean. They say that we're all uh our us you know the Southerners, Southern Illinoisans, we're uh we're all like hillbillies. <laughs> we talk really slow and we drive really slow. And there's like this was we were talking about this in class one day. And they were just talking about how much they hated us. I was like, dang! I was like, what? And then we started talking about how we don't like how they're they're mean. <laughs> they were, they were, they were, it's like they were kind of rude, and uh, they talk really fast. It was funny because we didn't like how fast they talked, and they didn't like how slow we talked. It was fun. That's long story. 
Well, I hey, I, I got really nothing talk. on you, man. I got nothing on you. It's Chicago. It's it's the city. You hate Chicago. That's great. Welcome I think I think you just got a couple bad apples. I think the people that went down there and said that stuff got kicked out of Chicago for being rude. <laughs> that could that could very well be. I got no. I got a few friends from Chicago, and they're awesome. Well, it's, I I obviously know it's not, not just because you're from Chicago means I hate you. It just means I don't like a lot of the Chicago people. <laughs> the ones that I have happened to run across in my life journey in the past, right. they just happen to be assholes. But I'm not I'm not stereotyping all Chicago. All right, so now I'm going to ask you a would you rather question. Okay. Um, would you rather be a paid content creator, almost like a Brad from Fix This, Build That, or would you rather host Woodshop Wars on a major like network? Like, what would be more fulfilling to you? Uh, I would definitely like to host. A show like on a major network that would be that would be awesome to me. The content creator is something I kind of always strived for, and then I kind of became a content creator. And it's it's not all glamorous like it you you know made out, it's made out to be. There's like a lot a lot of work um, that goes involved like that's involved in it behind the scenes. Um, you know a lot of you know a lot of those guys you don't see them. You'll see them repost stuff all the time. They don't make a whole lot of stuff on their own. You're like, man, what's up? Like, do you ever even work? Yeah. It's like, it's like, it was like whenever you get up to that point, it's hard to find the time to work because you're dealing with emails and YouTube, you know, comments and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's a be careful what you wish for thing. Like, there's a lot more goes into content creation if you're really serious about it and you're into the YouTube scene and you're into the Instagram stories and the Instagram videos and then you're on Facebook and like. All that stuff just really adds up, and uh, yeah, it's like hosting a show would be would be great. It would, it would, it would yeah, it's like that would be like most people. Everybody else is kind of doing all the work. You're just there in the face. I would love that. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that I, like, I think you'd be really good at that. I'd yeah, I was like I'd like to think that I'd maybe be a good role model for maybe the next generation to look up to. I, uh, I've always kind of tried to keep everything lighthearted and funny and energetic and stuff like that. Cause I know that the youth, uh, that, you know, that's something that they value. That's something that they look for. Cause they, you know, they always have to be entertained. The next generation, I'm, there's not many woodworkers that are kind of appealing, trying to appeal to the next generation of woodworkers. I'm trying to get them excited about woodworking and getting into it. So I like, I would love a opportunity for that where I can almost try to be a role model and, and uh, I don't know. I think that'd be awesome. Now it's Mike's turn to ask me a would you rather question. Would you rather? Can it be like a serious question? Kind of a serious question? It can be serious. It can be Does absolutely. Does it have to be funny? I was like, I feel like I'm obliged to be funny. No. All right. It All can right. be serious. Like, would you rather have uh, a white collar job or a blue collar job? Um, I would definitely say blue collar because I think sales. I, I left sales. I was in hospitality for a long time and went into sales and I'm a people's person. So as far as white collar jobs go that way, I, I liked being around people, but I also hated it, I guess. Like, but yeah, I quit 
a very good job to do this full time and I love creating and I love envisioning something and trying to make it myself. Like I don't pay people to change my oil in my car because I feel maybe I'm just cheap, but I feel like I should be able to do that. that yeah. Weird? Yeah. I feel the same way, man. It's yeah. Like if you can do it, you should do it as, as, as that's kind of how I grew up and how I was taught. And I yeah. feel the same way. Uh, all right, so I'll ask you one now. Good question. Um, but yeah, yeah, I was like, I only asked that. As I've been asking myself that question for a long time now. I don't. I, I really like working my hands, but it's like, can the, how long can my frail, skinny body hold up to manual labor? Yeah. <laughs> like my knees ain't gonna make it to thirty-five. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I used to kind of laugh at the guys and girls who had like the padded uh workshop floors you know like their, yeah, their entire yeah. workshop yeah. has the a fatigue, pad. anti-fatigue mats or something or whatever. yeah and i'm like oh what are you gonna do yoga later <laughs> but now now like with my bad knees and everything i'm like man those mats look pretty nice like so <laughs> mike from mad raven woodworks would you rather change the name of your Instagram handle or change your name, Mike, to something else? I'll, oh, that's an easy, easy question, man. I would rather change my name, not my Instagram name, my name. What would it be, like high Brentley? School, high school, I got so much crap because if you say my name quickly, Mike, my name is Michael Rapp, but everybody calls me Mike. So if you say my name quickly, it sounds like my crap. <laughs> what? Yeah, man, I got so much crap in that high school. I was like, I would definitely change my name. I'd be like Artemis Rap. Artemis? Or, <laughs> yeah, or uh, Icarus. Something legendary sounding. You know, something cool. Something, something intriguing. Like no, a Greek really. god. Now hosting Woodshop Wars. Icarus Rap. That sounds like a menu item, doesn't it? It like sounds like Icarus a tree rap. species. <laughs> <laughs> How about a uh, Clint rap? Ooh, that's a good name, Clint. Man, Clint. I knew a Clint in high school. Look like Clint a dick. No, you don't look like a Clint. You're too nice. You look like an Ian. Ian. <laughs> Ian, I don't, I don't like that name. <laughs> no, I don't know. If why don't someone on Instagram live? Uh, what is Mike? If his name wasn't Mike, what would it be? Like, yeah, what, is, what do what, I look like? What does what, Mike what, look like? If you didn't know my name. Put a name to my face. Mark Frappened Design said you look like a Mark. <laughs> look like a Mark. I think I agree with that, actually. Yeah, you kind of look like a Mark. I do kind of look like a Mark. That Nick, was really well done. Nick Keys from Keys Woodworks says you look, or your name should be Daddy. Daddy Rap. Daddy Rap. I like Chicken that. Rap. Chicken Rap. Saran Rap. Sir and rat that was a night built by nate says you look like jeff gesterson jeff how do i know that name jeff gesterson who I'm is not, that who is that know. who is that nate yeah i was like how do i know that name all right ask me one more would you rather jb woodworking would you, says you look like a jeff a jeff really you're just you a, like a jeff? you're just a pretty simple white boy name that's what you are george george bill <laughs> Bob, Fred. Actually, Wooden Steel just said Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton rap. Who is your Who's your alter ego? Not your alter ego. Who's your uh, What do they call people that look like you? You look like someone else. Your uh, uh, doppelganger. doppelganger. Yeah. Doppelganger. Who do people say you look like? 
Oh, um, Ooh, we got a Rob, a Todd, a uh, Ryan. They, I've heard, uh, I, I know this. It's a Paul Walker. It's a mixture between Paul Walker and Hayden Christensen. That's what people say. I don't know Hayden Christensen. Uh, I think he was like, I don't know. But if you look at, if you like Google and image him here, he, he actually looks like my older brother, but um, I actually I look a lot like my older brother too. Kind of looks like both of those. Mark Frappen says Steve Matz. Uh, Built by Nate oh, says yeah. Young Luke. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, Luke in uh, Star Wars uh, Episode Two and Three, I think. Yeah. Nick Keys says Sling Blade. Sling Blade. My name would be Sling Blade. Or you look like Sling Blade. I don't know. Like. I was like, I don't know a sling blade, so I'm gonna say he look. He's gonna he's saying I look like a sling blade. I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. In my better, uh, skinnier days, people said I looked like the guy from Scream, uh, Shaggy from Scooby Doo. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? What's that guy's name? All the time, people say I look just like you. Look like the guy from Scream. I'm like, my mom's gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> I don't know if you know that movie. I haven't seen those movies since I was like a, a kid. Those are like Scream One. Oh yeah. Is there, is there yeah. even a Scream like, Two? That came out when I was in like first grade. I'm pretty sure second grade. Are you serious? Oh, you're 27. Uh, yeah, I'm young. Let's see. What, I don't know. What year did that come out? Uh... All right. So just want to say thank you to Mike at Mad Raven Woodworks for coming on. Um, definitely character in the woodworking community that if you don't know, uh, you need to know. Go follow him at Mad Raven Woodworks. Uh, go follow his YouTube channel. Is there anywhere else, Mike, where people can get a hold of you? I got a website, madravenwoodworks.weebly.com, because I was too cheap to buy my own. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm working on that. It's on the to-do list. But, yeah, I'm Mad Raven Woodworks on Facebook, on uh, YouTube, on Instagram. I'm all over the place. I was like, if you search Mad Raven Woodworks on some kind of social media platform, you'll probably find me. That's awesome, man. Thanks again for coming on. Um, you guys, make sure you check out his feed. Make sure you watch his stories. Make sure that you're tuning into this Woodshop Wars. It's like he said earlier in the episode. It's it's just everyone in the woodworking community handpicked out to compete on a project-by-project project level. And ultimately, there will be two at the end standing. Uh, it's men and women. We got all... All colors and all gender. It's it's a equal opportunity show here. That's awesome. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Hopefully you can come on again and uh, get another show under the belt here at Gray Knockers. And uh, we'll yeah, see you sure. next time, man. I appreciate you having me. This has been fun. If you get me talking shop, I ain't ever going to stop. Is there any last thing you want to say to Gray Knocker Nation? Yes. I am Mike Rapp from Mad Raven Woolworks. I am Gray Knockers Nation. Great Knocker Nation, thank you for joining us for Episode 9. Episode 10, we get uh, Fuji Spray Systems in the house. You don't want to miss that. Plus, we will reveal our next giveaway. It is awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time right here on Great Knockers.